Oh, I think that we have been very uh, deft in the way that we ran uh, the brewery last year, and it's uh, you know it, it's showing. We're here. We're still here, and we're growing. So. People are just walked in the door now. People more, just more walked of them. in the door. Right yeah. as we're sitting they're, here. They're yeah, right for speaking. Literally no. growing. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to A-Grade, the podcast where a college professor and a middle school teacher taste, review, and grade America's best coffee roasters, craft breweries, and more. We have new episodes every Monday morning at 7 a.m. My name is Joe, and I'm joined, as always, of course, by... Hi, everybody. I'm Jackie. And we are very excited because I don't know if it's coming through on the microphones, but we are at Uber Geek Brewing in Riverhead, New York, which won our 2021 A. Grady Award for Best Service at a Brewery and Best Brewery Overall. And we were so excited to have the owner head brewer with us rob rafa today so thanks for uh, joining us how are you doing uh good thank you so much for the invite thank you jackie and joe this is uh it's definitely an honor and uh yeah welcome to our brewery we're here live i know this is so exciting <laughs> yeah we're all really really excited uh for this special episode and we're gonna kind of just chat about the brewery process and just get right to it yeah, so I had a lot of questions and I've forgotten them all already. That, that's fair. So, so, so the show's over. Right? Yeah, okay. so we're just going to keep drinking and Thanks see for joining us, guys. Yeah. See you next Thank week. You. <laughs> uh, well, the, f- the first question that I actually thought of was kind of just a broad one because I was curious how you might respond to it, which was just why Uber Geek? Because I, in our experience going to all these different places, they have all sorts of names and vibes and this obviously really stood out to us. So so maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I get asked this question all the time, and I really wish I had a better answer. I've actually told my employees to start lying to people and just coming <laughs> up with whatever they want. Um, so I'm hoping that there are all these like fictitious stories out there about how... Add to the myth, yeah. the mythos, and yes, of everything. Exactly. But what it really comes down to is uh, it was the name of my home brewery when I first started. And I kind of just pulled that name out of thin air because I was like, you know what? I've spent the last eight years in, you know, uh, in collegiate ed- education. And I'm like, OK, eight years of geeking out. I'm like, well, that's a lot of geeking out. I'm like, all right, well, it's kind of like an Uber geeking. And I'm like, oh, Uber geek. I'm like, that kind of sounds interesting. And the more I said it, the more I was like, ah, I don't know. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue. And then um when i actually was like all right let me actually start a brewery i'm like well there's uber geek i could use that and i just kept saying it over and over again i'm like and i would say it to people to kind of gauge their reaction and then eventually it just became natural i'm like yep that's what we're gonna roll with so uber geek it is wow yeah i mean it definitely stood out to us i remember basically our process when we look for new breweries we just kind of unless somebody recommends one we just go to google and see what pops up when we search for brewery in an area and i was like wait where did this come from all of a sudden? And it definitely stood out the name. And I immediately started to try to figure out why Uber Geek and just the pictures and some of the reviews I, I said immediately to Jackie, we got to check this place out. And I'm glad we did. We weren't disappointed, certainly, right? Yeah. And I think what we liked about Uber Geek as well was because your theme of the brewery comes through and creates this safe place for people that are into that nerdy geek stuff like us, where with the vending machines, the art on the walls, the names of the beers, it it's a theme without being corny and without being Disney. It's just such a cool space to hang out in. Sure. No, I, I, I agree with that because I never wanted this to run gimmicky. Never wanted to. So with respect to the decor, there are certain things that have been suggested or things that I've come up with. And 
I mull it over. I'm like, uh, that's a, it's a little too on the nose, and I really hate that. It just I, it can get old very quickly, and it feels like some maybe like corporation came in and was like, oh, we're gonna rubber stamp this place with uh, all this you know these themes. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's you nailed it though. It really is a safe haven for people that have geeky interests, and the amount of co- different conversations that I have daily with people, uh, it's it's mind blowing. I can talk about. Uh, fishing one day, Dungeons and Dragons the next. It's yeah, so oh, yeah. you really start to learn about all these different things that people geek out about. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. So I, I actually had a thought a while ago about setting up some sort of bulletin board where it says like, "Hey, what are you geeking out about right now?" And it's a way of connecting people with like, you know, like, "Oh, well, I'm geeking out about carpentry." So you write like carpentry and you put your uh, your Instagram tag on there. Well, then somebody can come in and say, "Oh." Somebody's geeking out about it. They're learning about it. Like, I know carpentry. Maybe I can help that person out. And it's a way to connect people with geeky interests. Like, yeah. it's an idea. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe I, we'll put it right over there. I think there. it fits with everything that you're already doing here with the geek talks and the live music. It, it totally fits with that with that theme. Yeah, I agree. And that actually makes me very curious as to, do you have one thing in particular that you would say you geek out about or my guess would be beer but is there something else behind the scenes oh, like it's every, other nerdy it's stuff everything um i'm a big advocate of uh independent study so oh. like when it comes to brewing i pretty much taught myself you know how to brew through books and youtube and just seeking out advice from people um uh, i like to code on the side that's fun uh, I don't really have too much time these days, but it used to be like, oh, I'd get out of work and then I'd go home and that would be, you know, code for a few hours and go to bed. Uh, that uh, cheese making, I, I, I was just about Ooh. to start getting into that. That That's, yeah, I've got a couple books wow. about that. And yeah. I'm sure I'll make a bunch of mistakes just like I did when I first started brewing. But yeah, in the end, it's, it's going to be so rewarding. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's very much a, a scientific process. But what, what interests me always about craft beer and, and a lot of craft stuff in, in general, I mean, we talk about this with coffee roasters, but obviously as well with craft breweries, that it really does feel in my experience that it's somehow this confluence of science and art, mm-hmm. right? Like there's the science behind the beer and beer making. We, we were just reading uh, the Randy Mosher uh, tasting beer book to get like a little bit deeper insight into the brewing process and some of the chemistry behind it. And yeah, it's very technical in many ways, but at the same time, a lot of it does come down to, well, how do you add your artistic flavor and think about how it affects and, and impacts people in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that I read on, on the Uber Geek website was something about this idea of art and science, right? Yes. So I've thought about this for several years as well. Um, There are different brewers that you come across. There are those that have a very scientific approach to brewing and those that take the more artistic approach. And both of them can produce fantastic beer. I definitely lead more scientific. Uh, I, I would actually feel like these days it's a little more artistic. And I think that it's because the science is just running in the background in my head. And now I have the freedom to kind of express myself. Right. But there are those that just run out expressing themselves right away and they knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you're doing a few technical things flawlessly, you can really just roll with it. So, yeah, kudos to those artist brewers. Uh, yeah, a lot of them just kind of just lucked out from the start. I'm just like, hey, I can make fantastic beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you sure. have any that you feel like have inspired you or any brewers that you look up to, you know, really like look up to or breweries that are your favorite? Um, so I have a lot of peers that I look up to. 
and it's it's people that have come across throughout the years and you learn little things through them and it reminds me of something that i want it's on my to-do list actually it's right there uh <laughs> there's a thing called uh what did you learn and from who or from whom from whom uh, from, from whom, whom? Writing professor? It, no, it was from it was from him. So yeah, from whom? From whom? From whom? Yeah. So what sure, I want to do is uh, like go on you know Instagram Live or whatever under this account under the Uber Geek account oh, and cool. physically show like, hey, I learned this from this person at this brewery and it's made my life a lot easier. And mm. then basically push it to them where it's like, all right, now you show who you have learned something from, and it just starts this daisy chain of just showing, you know, that you know we didn't just we didn't know from day one how to do all of this yeah. and yeah there's a couple brewers out there um my friend paul over at ghost he he taught me a really cool technique with the mash tun and it's mm. gonna be the first thing that i show when i when i do this and it's this whirlpool technique to get everything nice and squeaky clean and it's i i feel like i never would have come across that if i didn't see him do that right you know, it may sound trivial but it saves me easily 10 15 minutes in a very critical time in the brewing process, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which must must be huge. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, at that moment, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm very fascinated because, like we said, we've been to so many different breweries over the past year, but you just seem to have so many ideas. Do you? Are you just constantly like seeing these opportunities as areas to explore and expand? And do you ever? Um, how do you prioritize that? Do you ever feel like overwhelmed with when you have a great idea? Because I know as a writer, especially, I'll have come up with a great idea, but then I have other ideas and I, I'm trying to balance sort of my own uh, time management of where I put my energies. Like I, I would imagine with everything else you're trying to do running a business these days, that's got to be maybe somewhat frustrating, but certainly a challenge sometimes. Yeah. Um, that's why I write everything down. And like, <laughs> yeah. like I just said, I just have my to-do list that's out right next to me. Everything goes down. And I take the time and filter through it and mm. mull it over after a few days. Like, is that a good idea? I don't know. Week later, no, it's not. Cross it off and maybe I'll put that away. Um, I've gone through so many different to-do lists, ones that are digital, ones that are not. This is finally the one that works for me. But, yeah, you got you to gotta at least, for me, write it down, get it out of your head because I will forget it. I yeah. absolutely will. And I think it's, uh, what is it, uh, in the quote of Mac Miller, I believe you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, all of these ideas that are popping in my head, it's like, why not just try to see if you can do it? If you can do it, great, you did it. If you don't try, you're never going to do it. Right, right and it's not going to hurt anything to give to give it that try. Right. Geeky question, yes. because I love pens and paper. Do you do a digital to-do list or on paper with your hand and a pen and pencil or a combo of both? So it's both. So the to-do list that I have here, it's all digital, and then I make all my notes, I cross things off, and then every Monday I go through and I update the actual digital copy and reprint and out reprint out a new to-do list every Monday. Yeah. A nice clean one, yeah. So this is the brain on paper. Yep. I love that. Yeah. yeah it has to. It, 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 it has to be because, like you were saying, right. I'm doing so many things between running this business and brewing the beer and coming up with ideas for its future that it has to be structured in some sort of way. Uh, and I, I think if I didn't do it that way, it would just be haphazard and it would come off a little disjointed. Yeah. You, you need a process that works in that sense. Mm -hmm. And sure. it's definitely working because yeah. you've been open for less than a year, right? Uh, and yeah. 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 And yeah. it's definitely, you've done a lot in less than a year and you have Thank a really you. good reputation in the community and in general. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's been ten months, and I, I can't I'm believe that floored of yeah. what we've done. Yeah, and I I want to say it's it's a testament to hiring fantastic staff and treating them properly, and also writing things down and just having a dream and saying, you know what, I'm just going. What's the worst that happens? And especially just asking questions about, hey, maybe I got this idea. Is this a good idea? No. Oh, okay. Can I do it? Ah, oh, we'll find out. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you know, that's interesting as well, because we were talking about that a little bit before we hit record, how we noticed at, I think, the end of last year that every place that we give high grades to, and I think the only places we ever give A grades to, yes. always have A grade service experiences. And that stood out to us as a very sort of telling and revealing correlation at the very least. And it was absolutely what we noticed with, with Uber Geek, which, like we said, we gave Best Service Award and Best Craft Brewery Award, go figure. But I think, as you were saying, it's it's so representative of everything else that's going on within the culture of a business in, in general, but especially in the service industry and especially in a place like a brewery where um, you, you get the sense and, and that vibe as a customer, like it very much trickles down and it's not something that we always see everywhere right yeah it's probably one of the rarest things that we've seen since we started doing the podcast but you can definitely tell how a place is run directly based on how happy the employees are (laughs) and how they and and how they interact with customers right because when we do the podcast we don't come in nobody knows we're doing a podcast or we're doing a review and we're trying to promote businesses. We're not trying to tear anybody down. We're not, we're really looking for the best of the best. So when we find it, we get really excited. Yeah. And the service is a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great to have you here. And um, to be truthful, I had no, and I'm, I, I don't want to stab at your ego. I had no idea who you were <laughs> of when course. you came in. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to be that popular. Yeah. No, I, no. <laughs> I, I was just working and doing my normal day. And, and I'm so glad that I didn't know so I could 100% just give you the genuine experience. Because mm-hmm. I think that if I happen to, subconsciously, there's going to be something mm-hmm. that's like, oh, let me, uh, right. let me judge it up a little bit. Right. Yeah, it's like at work when we get as teachers observed. Mm-hmm. And it's like you do the right thing every day. But then the minute someone comes in to observe you, you're like even extra perfect, almost to <laughs> a flaw, right. almost to a flaw. Right. right. So it was actually part of the debate when we were trying to decide like, OK, what's best brewery award or best service? And my argument was, the owner was behind the bar squirting mustard for the pretzels. <laughs> and that just stuck with me so concretely for some reason, because it's it's this like effort at all levels, right? And it's this attention to detail and care at all levels, which, uh, as we keep saying, is not always is certainly not universal. Um, but when you notice it, it really stands out for those reasons. So fantastic job with the mustard, thank I, you. I will say. I never got to thank you personally. Yes. Hey, it, yeah, I, it, it goes to the idea of I never want my employees to be in a situation where they don't have the tools that they need to execute their job properly. Mm. And in that moment, you know, we needed mustard. Well, she's right. doing a great job serving the customers. I'm not going to take her away from that to do something that's trivial. I'll just do it myself. Right. right. It needs getting done. Right. So. Let right. the mustard flow. Right. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Let, Let the mustard, the mustard flow. Yeah. <laughs> Get the merch uh, printing, right? Um, I was I was curious as well. I mean, this is probably, I know, a question as well that you get all the time. But what is your favorite beer or do you have a favorite beer style? Oh, I, get, I do get asked this all the yeah. time. And it, it always throws me through a loop because and then I sit there. There's a lot of dead air and I try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy Curio. Mm. From Allagash. Mm-hmm. Okay. A, okay. That's a very good beer. Interesting. Um, and 
yeah, I, I don't really have a favorite style. I am trying to back away from IPAs a bit these days. Oh, thank goodness. I, and <laughs> I, I mean, I know it's not a popular opinion, but I do think that the IPA needs to not die, but be wounded. It, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, yeah, because it's so it feels the market is so inundated with IPA. So to me, that's actually really refreshing to yeah, hear. It, it really is inundated. I th- it, and I think that we have shown what IPAs can do to the fullest extent of our current practice. I, I, there, sure, there might be some things that somebody's doing that is uh, revolutionary, but I don't think that, uh, you know, on the mass scale, we're not, we're not seeing that. So let's uh, maybe pull back a little bit. I mean, everybody loves their IPAs. I love IPAs, but let's make lagers sexy again. Let's, yeah. let's showcase something else. And yeah. so I kind of am trying to, and if, if you look at our board, we have four lagers on and we have four IPAs on. I'm trying to tilt it a little bit more 50-50. Yeah. Um, you know, I, these, some of these brewers you go to, and it's like, oh, we have one lager and 15 IPAs. It's like, ah, all right, I guess I'll have an IPA. <laughs> and I guess yeah. I'll have one drink and then go home. That, right. That's it. Yeah. There was a, a brewery, I won't say which one, but we actually spoke to the owner, and I, I actually, I liked their beers. I really enjoyed them, but it was almost all IPAs, and they had some other ones though so i knew that they they knew what they were doing they knew how to make different types of beer and i kept kind of pushing him i was like oh you ever think about a kolsch or uh, like a hefeweizen or a a hellas or something like that and he said oh yeah i love all those but i'm a businessman first and it's ipas (laughs) i'm sticking with the ipas and i was like oh man i know you could do those well and he's like yeah i could but it's the IPAs. I, I, I get it. it. It draws in a lot. You know, the IPAs draw in a lot of people. But there are these styles that you're bringing up that are equally great. And we yeah. just need to properly showcase them as a community. And yeah. I think that eventually people will come come along, you know, come over to it. Yeah, I, I agree 100% too, because that's something that we've noticed in our travels as well. When you go to other parts of the country like Seattle or uh, Portland, Oregon or Denver, Colorado, Indianapolis, there are a lot of breweries that we went to that they have only one or two IPAs on tap. Yes, and more balanced. Yeah, they're yeah. doing all sorts of other stouts and I sours. and that. I would love that. Amazing. Oh, I would love... So if you look... There's an interesting thing with the, the board backings. You see how they're all the same size except the IPA section. The IPA right. section is enormous right. just <laughs> for the potential of us having like seven IPAs on. Right. Yes. So it was it was a conscious choice when we first did it. But now you can see Krispies are really packed up yes. there. Yes. You might have to switch the the yeah. name, the Krispies we, with we the IPAs. And, and I love that. I think that's... That would be fantastic uh, in my I think there's a place for it because a lot of people, when, you're, when your options for breweries are breweries that are just doing IPAs or a place that has more of a range, you're going to get people that go to the place with the range. I, I, think, think. I think so over time, certainly, because yeah. we've noticed it in other places. And I feel as if where we are on Long Island, it just hasn't quite caught up yet because the, the, the haze craze or you know, hot madness is the, still the name of the game, essentially. But I, I, I was hopeful because of our travels last summer that there there is growing opportunity for that back here because a lot of the places we went to, like, yeah, they did a great IPA, but their other stuff was way better and people were, were getting it. So yep. it's, it's definitely possible, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think this summer is the summer where things start to swing. Oh, I interesting. Mean, it's, it's, it's my opinion. A couple brewers have uh, definitely uh, you know, seconded that. 
Um, I, I'd like to say that sours are definitely becoming more popular. You know, real sours that are aged for several years. Granted, mm. you know, those are harder to have, uh, on especially on draft. But I think that that stouts are making a huge comeback right now. Yeah, um, we're we're going pretty stout heavy right now with uh, with our production. We have a stout that's coming out next week, which is a collaboration that we're doing with Dubco out in Bayshore. Uh, it is a ten percent stout aged on coconibs with roasted pistachios. Oh, oh, that sounds amazing. Pistachios are our favorite. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love oh. the Odie Nutty Stouts. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Ooh. Yeah, so that's coming. We also have our uh, orange Tootsie Pop Stout. Oh, th- we tried that last time. That was amazing. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Thank yeah. you. That, so now that's going to actually get packaged up into cans. And Great. Yeah, cool. we that was the test batch, and it definitely got enough accolades. So we're like, you know what? Let's oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a winner. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Definitely. Interesting. And so moving forward, yeah, actually, you, you sort of just mentioned that how the summer you're you're thinking things might change along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any beer plans that you can share in terms of upcoming brews that you're thinking about either in the near term or uh, long term? Sure, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you, well, let's talk about summer. Uh, mm. For the summer, I 100% am going to make a half. I have a visa. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. we've been Love looking it. for it yeah. all over Long Island. <laughs> I, I wanted to make it last summer. It's just with the craziness of getting this place getting right. going, sure. it just yeah, ran out of, of time. And it was the end of August. And I'm like, ooh, now I finally have time to do it. And we, it's a little out of season. So I was like, you know what? All right, we'll save it for next year. So Hefeweizen for sure is happening. Mm. We might dip into some Gozas. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and definitely, and I learned this from uh, from from Matt uh, at Mustache Brewing, and mm. he he showcased the more uh, salinity side of a goza yeah. and less of the lactic side. And originally, at first, I I hated it. I, I wanted that lactic. I wanted that, sure, that yeah. Westbrook goza lactic forward kind of character. Mm-hmm. But the more I drank that salinity forward, it, I just fell in love with it. So mm. maybe something like that that would be kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah, that wit beers I hear are really popular again. Yeah, we we saw those definitely in our travels. Where did we see? Oh. Do you have one on mine out west, right? Out west, yeah. you would see them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I heard they were getting pretty popular in uh, in Brooklyn. So, oh, interesting. Yep, that would make sense. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for that too. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I think you're right too. It's because so many of them that we try at different places, they're unbelievable, and I I think. Sometimes people are just scared of things that they don't know. They kind of default to, oh, I'll just go with the IPA because that's that's what they know. But then other people who are trying to get into craft beer, they try a 10, 11% double dry hop, triple IPA, and they're like, I hate beer. And our whole point as well with trying to expose more people to to the brewing world and craft beer is that there's probably, if it's a good brewery, there's a beer for you that, that you'll like, right? Yeah, I, I actually... well. First, I need to ask: Can can we curse on this or no? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I made that mistake I, last episode. Yes. And it I, wasn't a mistake. It's go fine. for it. Okay. I just want to make sure. I don't. Yeah, I, I want to make sure yes. that you know, the audience. Yeah. Is, Kids, yeah. uh, plug your ears. Yes. If you're listening. Kids hearing about beer. If you're plug listening your ears. to our beer podcast. Yeah. So the uh, there's a beer that kicked my ass and it made me nice. hate beer and it was in college and. Now I could probably drink it with ease, but it was like drinking motor oil. Yeah. Uh, the the Victory Storm King Imperial Stout. I had such a hard time drinking it. I remember just mm. taking like little baby sips off it, and I physically could not swallow it. You're mm. like, is this why this is, people like beer? People yeah. like this? Yeah. People drink 
10 bottles of this? Yeah. yeah. Like, but now I'm like, oh, I know I can easily drink that. Or maybe not. Who knows? Right. Some, somebody please bring me a Victory Storm King Imperial Stout <laughs> so I can you know, figure this out. Mm. No. Yeah, see what it's like all this time later. Well, I've had a similar experience too since we started the podcast. A lot of times I thought I didn't like an, a heavy, heavy IPA. And I think it was just because it was re- either really overdone or not done scientifically or really well and when i started having good ipas good sours good stouts i was like oh it's not that i don't like this type of beer i just it was overdone or it wasn't done with enough care Mm -hmm. that i could really enjoy it right i mean we we had that experience at um hudson valley brewing Mm -hmm. yes uh, in upstate new york where i've seen jackie straight up almost crumble crinkle into a ball at tasting a sour sour and saying you know, away, away, get it away, because she can't stand the the flavor of it, the the sourness of it, and she thought that she hated sours. But when we went to Hudson Valley, which is uh, exclusively pretty much a sours brewing place, she was going, "Wow, these are A grade beers," and that that yeah, I think was really revealing. Right? It was, and I felt similar when we went to Po Boy. Their sour patch was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, right. You know, so when it when it's done well, I really like it. When it's done with care and thought and mm-hmm. a plan, right? I think it can be done really well. Yeah. Um, well, if you want another A-grade experience for sours, I, this is the one I always suggest to people. Uh, Connecticut, there is a brewery called OEC. OEC makes phenomenal sours, and I feel like they don't get enough love. Okay. OEC, it's in, I think, Western Connecticut. Uh, my brother Writing and I, it down. Yeah. yeah, please. Yeah, my my brother great. and I used to make a pilgrimage there every year. Mm. And literally, just you just need to go there, and then we hit up other breweries, but our focus was that. That's what we would call a destination brewery. You mm-hmm. go out of your way, or destination coffee shop, where you plan your trip around that brewery or coffee shop, our destination yeah. spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And those are the ones you wanna you wanna plan for for sure yeah, it sounds every, like it. every time i take pictures of the menu to just bring home with me for inspiration because it's so the, it's the menu is so inspired things that you would never think of doing mm. and if i had to say anybody is breaking the mold right now it's them for sure interesting i definitely just wrote it down so we will be checking them out soon yeah yeah, yeah i was curious as well in terms of uh different styles of beer as well do you feel like there's one that I mean, you were sort of mentioning how you think the summer is going to be different. Do you think that there's, I mean, this is kind of bold to say, like, and I don't mean like it's going to take over the IPA sort of dominant field right now, but do you think there's like an up and coming? I I know you mentioned stouts as an example, or or is it something a little bit more um, like lesser well-known, like a Hefeweizen style or something like that? Honestly, it's hard to say. We, we... You know, a lot of brewers like to chat about, oh, what's what's coming next? What's coming next? A lot of speculation, right? A lot of speculation. Yeah. And honestly, we never saw hard seltzers coming. Right, like, exactly. We never yeah. saw that. That right. came out of nowhere for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> and they're a huge staple right now mm-hmm. where almost every brewery makes a, a seltzer. It, it's it, Yeah, honestly, it's hard to say. Yeah. It really is. It, it could honestly be, I don't know... Uh, it could be loggers. You never know. It could right, just be yeah. loggers, and and I hope it's loggers because I think that they're delicious and they don't get showcased enough. But I, I yeah, I think crispy, clean loggers. Let's that's, go with that. That's one of your favorites. That's my yeah. favorite. A nice, yeah. crisp, clean, almost bubbly, just 
cold lager. Mm-hmm. Any time of year. Any time of year, I think there's a place for it. Absolutely. Sure. And there's a lot of skill in it because you can't really hide much in light lagers. Right. You can't. The, 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 the defects shine. Mm-hmm. So if you can make a crisp, clean, quality lager, it's a testament to how you know how the brewer operates right so yeah. hopefully it's that let's go with it yeah yeah let's let's put that into the universe that that's going to be the <laughs> yeah. next trend right? uh, that's fine with me i'm on board with <laughs> yes. that yeah so i wanted to ask as well um in terms of thinking moving forward this past year was your first year um in 2021 we're in 2022 now how are you feeling about 2022 do you have if you have specific ideas or plans you want to share like i would love to know but just in general, like, are there any big plans on the horizon or hopes that you have for 2022? Uh, there, yes. So I'm very excited about 2022. Um, I'd like to think that this is the year that we thought 2021 was going to be. Oh, we're, I think everybody's on board with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there are a ton of things that we're working on, and it's hard for me to be able to rattle all of them off. And that's why I write them all down, just to kind of keep sure. it all there. But we just started distribution into upstate New York. Um, we're starting distribution in the city in three weeks. Oh, wow. uh, we're having a city launch at Jacob's Pickles. So exciting. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Uh, then we're starting New Jersey distribution. Uh, what, are we, what else are we doing? We're building out our arcade. We're, uh, we're celebrating our one-year anniversary in April. And we just got confirmation that... Um, that uh, Maine Lobster Company is going to be here with their truck. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. So we had them come last year during the summer, and we were inundated with people. Word <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Or> got out. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have that, you know, them here during our anniversary, so we can only imagine what it's going to be like. Um, what else do we have going on? Let me, let me check my list. Check that list. <laughs> that, I see the list. That's an impressive list. Yes. <laughs> I thought I had a long to-do list. <laughs> well, a few of these are a little secret, so I'll, I'll keep those. But those right. are the hits. Those are the big right. ones. Those are the hits. There's a lot to look forward to definitely going forward. I think this is going to be a good year for Uber Geek. I really do. Yeah, I think you put it perfectly when you said, let's make 2022 what we were hoping 2021 would be like. But you already did so much in 2021, opening up a brewery during a pandemic, which in of itself is so freaking impressive. Thank you. I mean, that was something that we talked about as well that like, forget about, I I mean, trying to open and run a business in the best of times is almost impossible. I feel like Mm -hmm. just based on my, you know, experience working and and friends I know who run their own businesses, but the added layer of everything that goes on and everything that happens with the pandemic. I mean, we don't have to talk too much about it, but that must've been a very influential part of the challenge of it all. Right. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you how many people told me I was out of my mind. Right, I would I would imagine. Absolutely yeah. out of my mind. Yeah. Because we started this business as a as a wholesale brewery. We 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 um we had an all prop and we brewed our beer and then pushed it out wholesale and then and that and COVID started I wanna say three months into that business model. Oh. And yeah, but but we but the wholesale market actually did very well during uh, 2020. Right. Everybody, yeah, everybody was sense. just going to their local bevies. And, uh, yeah. so, you know, I, I saw a lot of interest in our brand and I was like, you know what, let's, let's look into potentially getting a more retail location. Hmm. And as soon as I started talking to people about that, they're like, do you see what's going on around you? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but I've got a, I've got an idea and I've got my to-do list and it's on there. So <laughs> I guess I got to do it. The old to-do <laughs> list. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that, 
we have been very uh, deft in the way that we ran uh, the brewery last year, and it's uh, you know it, it's showing. We're here. We're still here, and we're growing. So people are just walked in the door now. People more, just more walked of in the door right yeah. as we're sitting and here. Yeah, never right first week. Literally no. growing. <laughs> the bar line. No, but I'm very I'm very happy that we started the brewery when we did because I I want to say. On some sort of psychological level, it, it feels good. Like I feel like when I'm on my deathbed, when I'm older, be like, "Oh, I'm so glad I did it, and I did it the hard way." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Right. And yeah. you did it with people saying that you're, you know, you shouldn't do this, or are you serious? Is this the right time? And to kind of take that and still push through and follow through with what you believe is a good idea, you know, this is the result yeah. of it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I would have loved to start this place not during a pandemic. Don't <laughs> do not get me wrong. Right. But it's just this this is the way the uh this is the way the cards you know fell yeah. and uh here we are and uh yeah, I really think that this next year is uh going to be fantastic. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, and I think it's it's a proof of point, right? If you can make it work despite all of those extenuating circumstances and external factors, that's just more evidence that you're onto something right exactly yeah. exactly the fact that we have regulars that are like hey you know yeah. what i i want to i want to spend my uh, my time here that shows that this is working it's you know. yeah yeah i mean we we were kind of shocked when we came here like we said only to realize that oh this place has only been open eight nine months or whatever right yes, yes. and i mean so many places we talk about as well when they open, they're trying to find their vibe. It feels like there's kind of an un sort of tethered mood where things aren't done and, and you're not sure what direction maybe they're going in and they're not even sure maybe, mm. but we felt like so confident in this place is already awesome and we can see things. Even the, the mural I think was, was still yeah. being completed and we're yeah, like, of course it is here. like, yeah. And, and who knows what they're going to do next. Tree over there. We got some really cool stuff going on. There's some games that I think are new from last time. So yeah. this is constantly evolving. I'm particularly excited for uh, the arcade, as you mentioned. What is this? Oh my God. Is that, we got Uber geek brewing tic-tac-toe here. See, that's... And it, there are spaceships. There are, Science. Uh, what what are these called? My brain is uh, beakers. Beakers, right? Yeah. A beaker. Uh, it's an Erlenmeyer flask. Let's see, there's there's this a real is name why for it. <laughs> this is why you open that brewery. <laughs> but this is some fun tic tac toe here. So there's some new stuff since we've been here last time, which is really exciting. Yeah, it's really the little touches like that that I think stand out the most um, to us. But I think people who come, that's why they do come back to these types of places for that reason. Yeah, we definitely wanted to make the space. Um, interactive where not that you know you needed to oh you need to have games around you but i want it to be more dynamic where mm -hmm. you can sit here and you know grade papers and the space just kind of entertains you it just it's it's dynamic in the sense like like the tv it is uh, mm. it's a progressive thing just moving on there and with the colors and eventually we'll have things hanging from the ceiling where mm. you're a bit immersed in where your environment yeah i i I hate when you know you come to a place and it's like, all right, please entertain me. Well, no, <laughs> you could just sit there and just the space itself is the entertainment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we, it is something that we talk about a lot on the podcast is that when you do go to a business, how do you, how would we recommend that you experience the business? Is it a place that you'd work? Is it a place that you would 
hang out with friends? Is it a place that you would drink by yourself? And I feel like this is one of the breweries we've been to that can kind of meet any of those expectations because there's different settings for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really a really difficult balance to strike. I mean, we've been to places where it's straight up, all right, let's just go get beers and, and leave because of whatever is going on with the vibe. But yeah, I feel like I could come here, grade papers. I could hang out with friends. I would just get cans because the beer is great. So I think it checks all those boxes for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do that before we leave today too. Get yeah. some cans. Yes. I did want to ask since y- you seem to me to be a very smart, very analytical person. All right. And, and <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, put, I'm comparing you to me. So th- th- you, you have definitely an advantage. But I don't know. I don't think this episode is going to come out before the Super Bowl. But I was wondering if you have a pick for the Super Bowl now that the teams are set. Wow. Um, the question from from left field over there. We'll get, yeah, we'll give you a second field. to to think about well, it. Well, because okay. you're you're geeky about all these things, so I'm like, ah, maybe he's got a Super Bowl pick I should know about. I don't know. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, um, I'm actually gonna go with the Bengals, and reason being, uh, I think that you know several years ago they had a very good O line, and I think that they've done a lot of work to repair that. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going with the Bengals. Interesting. Wow, I'm actually kind of shocked at that pick. They've been the underdog pretty much the whole time. So let's go. I, well, I, th- I heard them say that uh, eventually, when we win the Super Bowl, they're going to stop calling us the underdogs. Call <laughs> us the winners. That's that's yeah. a line, right? <laughs> yes. And and now we have the Washington uh, Commanders. Commanders, yeah, that just happened. Yeah. And how did you feel for our New York people about the Bills loss? Well, I'm not a Bills fan, so, so. you were good. All right, good. <laughs> uh, I'm actually a Bears fan. Oh, I was gonna, yeah, okay. ask. Okay, Bears yeah. fan. So tough season still are you it's from... always it's always a tough season <laughs> no, are you from no, chacago or no. you're he- from here long island no no i'm here from long island okay. it, it's one of those uh weird situations where you see a team play enough and you're like you know what i really like them yeah maybe that'll be my team and it just happened oh my yeah. brothers are, are both cheeseheads through, oh. through and through it's brutal yeah that's that's rough i'm I, sorry i know i it's it's and a I, tough existence and i and, go i go casey for the beginning, though, I've been a Mahomes fan since the beginning. So that was a rough week last that week. That was for a rough you. week for me last week. <laughs> <laughs> there were some drinks yeah. needed. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of drinks, yes. Um, all right, Bengals to win. Interesting. I I still don't know who I'm picking, but I've been wrong with every single pick this postseason. So I might. Okay, stick so with yours. so who do you want then? I kind of wanted the Rams w- okay, to win. Okay, so then the Bengals are going to win. Yes. That, well, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. See, this is this is why I ask him because yes. he makes these connections. Yes. Um, that's amazing. Uh, well, I think, is there anything else you wanted to ask? No, I think that about wraps us up. Unless there's any last things you'd like to share for the audience or oh. any big takeaways. Well, first, I want to you know thank you for your time. This is fantastic. And you know, thank you for coming and meeting me here. Um, but other than that, no, you are, you're pleasant people. You're, and what you're doing, I think, is fantastic. A lot of people don't have the opportunity right now to go out and see all these places, nor have they been able to in the last year. So you're basically, you know, they can live vicariously through what you're doing, which I think is fantastic in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we really have, I keep saying it on the podcast, but one of the things that I didn't realize was, was going to be such a perk of the podcast was meeting such an incredible community in both the brewery community and the coffee roasting community. Everybody's been so accommodated and we've met We've been to so many great places and hopefully 2022 more people can get out and we can give back to these small businesses and really see more thriving. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things as well. When 
people tell us that they listen to an episode and then they go to the place. And because that's what it's all about. If yeah. we, we can get any amount of people, as we said, especially given our, the times that we live in, especially if it's one thing if they're a craft beer fan already or a coffee roaster fan already and they go check it out. But people sometimes who are kind of just like whatever and they hear what we have to say and they say, oh, maybe I should check that out. Maybe there is a beer for me, it turns out, because, oh, lo and behold, it's not just over hopped IPAs or maybe maybe they do like IPAs, whatever. Uh, so that's been really great, too. And uh if anybody listening, you want a great brewery, I would uh, recommend Uber Geek 100%. Definitely check it out. Yes, check it out. Uh, come have a beer and enjoy. Yeah, so thank you so much for having us. Honestly, this is awesome. Um, this is definitely one of our staple breweries for sure. Yes. And, and I said it when we did the original episode last year. We were so excited to have a brewery like this pretty close to us because it's one thing to find a great brewery. It's another thing to find a great brewery in your backyard. So that's yeah. been, that's been really great. Sure. Yeah. And, and just wait till we put the uh, coffee roaster in. I'm oh, so excited. I'll think be I'm, back I'm, every I'm, single day. Yeah, I don't think there's any <laughs> business I'm more excited for for 2022 because just you going through your list of plans, I'm like, let's do it. Let's get it going. Let's get it done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We will definitely be back many, many times. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Um, check us out on patreon.com slash podcast for bonus content. There should be a link in the description. And if you look us up on instagram.com, just search podcast you can find more content as well. Yes, I will be posting lots of pictures from even our experience today on Instagram and on Patreon if you subscribe. And we have a lot of really fun stuff planned for the summer. Maybe when we get off the air, we'll even tell you our summer plans. Oh, yeah. That we are Wait till you hear this quietly plan. hiding from the podcast. We'll announce it officially. We're keeping, we're keeping the fans waiting, yes. but we'll, we'll let you in on our <laughs> And I think by the time this releases, idea. we'll probably be starting some of our Philly episodes and if you have any recommendations for Philly just let us know and we would love to check them out yeah so thanks so much for joining us thanks Rob for having us thanks you at home for listening and uh, hopefully we'll see you next time right yep bye everybody yeah take care bye 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 <laughs> that's great uh, that's great